welcome to Cannabis for the Rest of Us. I started this show two years ago as a way to learn more about cannabis and then share what I've learned with other people. Today, my guest is Michael Backus, the co-founder and chief product officer of Perfect Herbal Blends. Michael's company has created a new way to consume cannabis, one that keeps the cannabinoids and the terpenes really, really fresh. In fact, they recommend that you store their products in your refrigerator or even in your freezer. Michael, tell me about your journey into the cannabis garden. What led you into it? Um, what led me into the cannabis garden um, was I get a kind of migraine headache that um, it's a kind of migraine headache that actually kept me from using a lot of conventional migraine medication mm. because it increased um, the risk that I might get a stroke from it. Wow. So my neurologist said, hey, you should check out cannabis. And what I found was is that cannabis reduced um, the frequency of migraines dramatically for me. And so I don't have to use very much of it. I, I use it basically as prophylaxis to keep from getting headaches. Um, but when I went and asked questions, well, wow, this is working for me. How does this work? Nobody could really answer them. And so that led me to eventually starting my own dispensary. So at least I could have access to a lot of different kinds of cannabis and start to look at, at how cannabis works. And, and the thing that I noticed was is that it appeared like different varieties of cannabis had different effects. And I mean, commonly people divide those differences into sativa and indica, but the truth is um, there's no indication that looking at the shape of the plant is actually going to help you predict its effect. I mean, uh, I, I did an interview with Frenchie Cannoli, the hash guy, and uh, I mm -hmm. said, that's kind of like, you know, guessing the taste of the nut from the shape of the tree. Uh, it just really doesn't work. So yeah, so I've gotten deeper and deeper over the last 15 years into what is it in cannabis that causes effects and what are those effects? And frankly, I mean, the research is in its very earliest days. And so there's a lot of trial and error and extrapolation. And it's not like I can hand you all of these clinical studies and say, this is how everything works. Um, matter of fact, if those studies existed, I don't think I necessarily could compete against the big companies that would jump all over those. And so uh, it's great, actually, that I'm, <laughs> that, I'm, that I'm doing trial and error because right now it's, uh, those become our trade secrets. So. You're the co-founder and chief product officer for Perfect Herbal Blends. Tell me a little bit about the company missions. I mean, based on your history of self-investigation, I'm assuming that played a role in how you launched Perfect. So tell me a little bit about the company's mission. Yeah, so the company's mission is, is to deliver um, products that have uh, reasonably intact terpene entourages, meaning that you have these delicate essential oils that are produced by different varieties of cannabis. Um, different varieties of cannabis will produce different terpenes and in different concentrations. And so what we're trying to do is, is actually deliver those to the consumer because what we found 
is that when you prepare cannabis, what happens is, is that you often atomize those molecules into the air. That's why they smell so intensely. And so what happens is, is that all those terpenes that you paid $70 an eighth for at your local <laughs> dispensary are now aromatherapy in your room rather than coursing through your bloodstream to your brain. Like and being so, lost? Yeah. I mean, essentially losing those terpenes. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're, you're basically, when you, when you throw a bud in a grinder and you twist it, what you're doing is you're, you're breaking the trichome heads, you're releasing all those volatile chemicals into the air, and they don't end up in your joint or your pipe or your vaporizer. Okay. And so what we do is we have a process where we infuse our um, cannabis products with the terpenes and cannabinoids that we get from taking fresh frozen cannabis and extracting it and then taking that sauce, that high terpene extract and infusing it into our prepared cannabis products so that we have an entourage of these terpenes that's closer to the living plant than what you'd find in a pre-roll by, by a factor of up to 60 times. And we've tested that. That's, that we have evidence for. So. And I, I want to talk a little bit more. I want to dive deeper into that as well. But who are your customers? Do you see perfect uh, for cannabis con connoisseurs or for the general public or a mix? Is this something for everyone can benefit? Well, I think everybody can benefit because what we provide is distinct effects between our products. We have three products, okay? I'm not trying to deliver, you know, 80 different feelings. What I'm trying to do is provide three very distinct types of effects. So we have Happy Camper, which is kind of classic giggle weed. <laughs> right. um, we have Pick Me Up, which is energetic and focusing and derived from varieties like sour diesel that have a tendency to be a little edgy and speedy. And what we mm -hmm. try to do is we try to modulate that a little bit so it, you don't get anxious. And then the last one is Nightcap. And what Nightcap does is Nightcap just relaxes you. And so it's not a cure for insomnia, but it is a really, really good way to consistently unwind. What we find with Nightcap is Nightcap basically um, leaves you where it finds you. Huh. And so, uh, and, and that's great at the end of the day. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a true couch locker. So how did you come up with those three product lines? I mean, it, it seems fairly, you know, straightforward, but what were the discussions about those particular names and why those effects that you were looking for? Well, it's funny because I blended towards them. In other words, instead of starting with the raw material and coming up with those formulations, my partner, Dean Hollander, basically showed up in late 2018 and goes, okay, I want to do blended cannabis. And I want to do these three things. Actually, he had six. And I said, in my foolishness, <laughs> no problem. I can, I'll do that. Heck, I've been blending <laughs> cannabis since I was 15. Um, no problem. And then when I went to the, and, and what's funny is when we tested the first blends, 
um, happy camper pick me up in nightcap. When we first tested them, people really responded to them. These are great. We love them. But when I went to the lab and tested them, I realized that the lab results weren't supporting the outcomes that mm. people were reporting. And that's when I had to go back to the drawing board and realize I'm going to have to preserve the chemistry to actually get the test results that'll support what people are telling me. And so then that's, that's what we've done. So is that the patented creation process that you refer to as cold infused uh, flour? Yeah, we have some unique, yeah, yeah. So the- Yeah, let's the, talk about that. What, what is yeah, that? And dragging that particular sled up the hill um, <laughs> we've tried, I mean, it's, it's like all invention. It's, um, invention is about, you know, failing until you get it right. And, and man, we failed a lot in, in the sense that, um, when we were trying to stabilize these entourages, it was really, really hard. And the big, the big, one of the big breakthroughs for us, um, because I won't really talk about our secret secrets, but what I will talk about is some of the big revelations. The biggest revelation that we found was, is that Cannabis is more akin to fresh produce than it is, you know, a piece of lumber. But the thing is, is that in the marketplace, cannabis is treated like lumber, all right? They don't, they don't really take care of it. If they took care of it like fresh, delicate herbs, I think we'd have much higher quality products. What we do is we control the temperature from harvest to consumer all the way. And that really helps because even with all the magic we do to get these terpene entourages into the product, they're not going to hang around if it's not kept at the proper temperature because they're delicate. Again, it's like, it's more like fresh milk than anything else. You can take the milk out of the refrigerator. You can leave it on the dining room table. You can have a few glasses of milk, but you're going to put it back in the refrigerator. And we feel the same way with, with our products. You can take them out for a session. You can throw them in your bag, take them wherever you want. And when you bring them home, keep them cold. And we do that at the dispensary too. I mean, we, our products are sold out of a refrigerator that we give them. So. Oh, that's really interesting. So I, I realize that you, you um, have your products in the refrigerated section of the dispensary. I'm assuming that's where, you know, beverages would be and other, other products along those lines. So right. I didn't realize you were providing the refrigerator as well. Is that Yeah, well, because, because dispensaries don't really... Unless you go to my old dispensary, Cornerstone. Cornerstone keeps all their products in a refrigerator. I know because I bought the refrigerator. <laughs> so, and, and we used to keep our products in wine coolers. So all of our cannabis flour used to be kept in a wine cooler at 48. And now that, that ideal temperature for me keeps going down. Because what I notice is, is that when I test product, product is in better shape when the temperature has been controlled. And typically... The colder, the better. I mean, it's just like, I mean, when, before we make our products, we keep them in a cryo freezer, which is like, you know, minus 67 degrees Fahrenheit. And how did it, how did you come about those temperatures? Was it a lot of trial and error? No. Um, there's a guy in, in Holland named Arno Hazekamp. He's a natural products chemist and, um, and a really good one. And has had a huge influence on the cannabis industry because He's taught a master class in cannabis chemistry hmm. and cannabis in general for a lot of people who currently lead the industry. And, um, and Arno did a study of like, at what temperature does cannabis stop being sticky? And the huh. answer was like minus 80 degrees, but 
what he noticed in those studies was that the chemistry of cannabis stabilized when you got it really cold. Now, you don't have to have liquid nitrogen around or dry ice to keep cannabis at a temperature at which um, it'll keep its entourage intact. You just need to keep it cold. And, and you know, we're, we're, not, we're not selling people a product that they're going to hold for two years. We want them to use it like they would use any fresh product. Right. Buy enough to use and then go get more. We'll take the responsibility of making sure you get a fresh product. We just want you to use it while it's fresh. So tell me a little bit about the process. I want to circle back to that a little bit. So I'm assuming that you, you grow your own cannabis. And if so, is it an indoor grow just to keep things consistent? And then how does that turn into the final product? We don't grow our own cannabis. Well, then I'm corrected, sir. Right. We don't grow our own (laughs) cannabis. And the reason we don't grow cannabis is cannabis is really, really hard to grow. And I've worked with cultivators for many years. And I really appreciate the difference between great cutting-edge cultivation and cultivation. And there are very few great cultivators out there. For every person who claims to be a master cannabis grower, well, there right. aren't that many. Um, so yeah, they're, they're really rare. So what we do is we find really, really talented growers and the proof is in the pudding, which mm-hmm. is I send their, their cannabis to the lab and I don't really care about bag appeal. All I care about is chemistry. All right. I'm not selling whole flour. All right. I'm selling prepared flour. Right. So it's not going to be in a bud when you get it. It's going to be ready to roll, ready to pack in a pipe, ready to put in a vaporizer. And the reason is, is that I can't, I can't do what I do to whole flour because it's not going to get far enough into the flour to make a difference. So I prepare it. And the advantage to that is, is that I can go to a garden. I can choose the plants I want, which I do. I walk around the garden and choose the plants I want before they're harvested. When they're harvested, what we do is we fresh freeze a portion of that crop, and then the rest of the crop goes to the drying shed, mm-hmm. and we dry it just long enough to get it to where it's stable and safe, meaning it has less than 15% water content by weight. And then we take that and we make it cold. The other part of the crop goes directly into fresh frozen, and it basically is going to get kept really cold until we extract it at minus 120 degrees. And then that ex- extracted part makes a high terpene extractor sauce. And we take that and we nucleate the THCA out of it, meaning we grow THCA crystals in that sauce. And then we separate those crystals from the sauce. That gives us a high terpene extract. I blend those extracts together to get the combination I want for each of our three distinct products. Right. And I put it on our prepared flour and keep it cold, jar it and send it to the, send it to the consumer. That's it. And refrigerate it all the way. So I'm curious, like, do you, are the trucks that you use to, for your distribution, are they refrigerated trucks as well? I mean, is it? Yeah. Well, it really depends. I mean, there's lots of ways to distro in California. Yeah, so right, things get sure. sent in refrigerated trucks. Things get sent on dry ice. Um, but as long as they're cold, I don't care. I'm absolutely agnostic. 
Okay, I right. just want to make sure that the temperature of our product is always kept cold. And I'm a maniac about it. I mean, any place it's stored, I'll show up at random intervals to check the temperature. And, you know, and uh, there's hell to pay if it's not the temperature I want. <laughs> so, yeah. How do uh, bud tenders and uh, dispensary purchasing managers, how have they reacted to your product? Um, I'm really curious about that because it's so well, I mean, it's a new. The problem is I'm showing up with a new category. Okay? Exactly. So, so right. currently, you've got, currently you've got flowers and you've got concentrates. Right. And then we, sh you know, we walk in the door with infused flower, which is a new category. And it has, you know, comes with its requirements for keeping it in good shape. And so, yeah, it's a lot of education. The, but the thing is, is that most people who try our product, um, it kind of blows most people's minds because they've never had, everybody's had slightly distinct effects from strains. Mm -hmm. But sure, we, we try to make ours less than vague, where you're not going, huh, is that really different than the other one? Right. We're really designing these to be primary colors rather than pastels. And so along those lines, I would think consistent, consistency is the holy grail for you, right? And yeah, what you're and that's offering. really cool. That's yeah. really cool. So because we formulate and we characterize everything that every input we have into our product, every ingredient mm -hmm. gets tested in the lab, then what's cool is I can add a little bit more of this sauce next time because this sauce is a little bit higher in lemonine or whatever. So right. I, can get, I can get it to my spec range. And that's what I'm okay. trying to do. I'm trying to deliver consistent cannabinoid content and consistent terpene content every time. It's really hard because what you have to do is you have to bank a bunch of sauce. Right. So that you can use certain sauces to tune. And yeah, that's what we do. And so. Oh, and I tune, I tune our cannabinoid content from the THCA that we grow in our sauce. So. I'll always deliver a product that's around 32% THCA, between 28 and 32% THCA. And I tune that mm -hmm. by adding pure THCA crystal that we grew. And Michael, for people that don't know what THCA is, could you just describe that a little bit? It's the raw form sure. of THC before exactly. it's been so when the plant produces fired up, THC, so to speak. Yeah. Um, when the plant produces THC, it produces it in the form of an acid, THCA. And that acid gets turned into THC when you heat it or you store it for a very long time. Um, the nice thing about THCA is um, it's crystalline. And so it's easier to blend into a product like ours rather than oils that clump and are super, super sticky. And so we find that working with THCA is a great way for us to top our product. So um, we talked about cannabinoids for a second. Let's talk about the terpene side of things. Are there certain terpenes? I mean, I realize you have three different primary uh, formulas at the moment, but within that, what terpenes are you using most of? Or does it vary? Yeah, it varies. I mean, I mean, yeah, it varies. It really depends. It depends on what I want to do. I mean, so I look at them, in other words, it's like, um, it's like omelets. Okay. So, okay. Right. So it's like, it's like, well, what kind of omelet do you want? Do you want right. a ginger omelet? Do you want, <laughs> do 
Do you want a Borsan omelet? I mean, what do you want? Is it cubed I mean, ham? Is it string yeah, exactly, ham? Exactly. So, <laughs> right. I mean, it's, I, I, I'm, I'm the guy who makes the omelet. So, I, I'm looking at all the terpenes I can. What I'm really trying to do, though, is simplify the entourages because a lot of cannabis strains have, like, you know, 50 different terpenes in them. Okay. Most right. of them at infinitesimal quantities where they're not going to do anything. And I found that there are mm. other terpenes popular ones that don't do much at all. And so the thing is, is that they're there primarily for their aroma and their taste rather than their pharmacology. Then effect, right. right. But certain terpenes are really pharmacologically active, mm -hmm. like myrcene. So myrcene, it turns out, appears to be a um, interact with a kind of receptor, not a cannabinoid receptor, but um, uh, it reacts with a thermoreceptor, TRPV1. And the thing about that is TRPV1 talks to our cannabinoid receptors, and our cannabinoid receptors talk to TRPV1. And so what it is is it's, um, it's like a, an old party line telephone call where you have these cannabis constituents talking to these receptor networks and they're changing how those receptor networks communicate. And the result are the distinct effects that we notice between certain cannabis varieties. So high myrcene cannabis, it used to be everybody used to, everybody used to say, oh, that's indica. Okay, that's right. indica. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But what's fascinating is the clearest, most functional varieties of cannabis, like Blue Dream, Haze, these are high myrcene strains. So explain that. Right. Explain why our sativas are high in the compound that we're saying makes indicas indicas. And then you start to realize, oh, we've been dealing with an incomplete understanding of how these compounds work in our body. And we start, when we start to tear that apart, there's knowledge to be gained that can be used in the formulation of products that can give us more consistent effects. That's what I'm trying to do. So I grind and vape flour uh, for insomnia, right? So uh -huh. I'm interested in the nightcap side of things, obviously. Um, but when I buy a jar of Perfect, what can I expect from the consumer's point? I mean, am I, when I open that up, am I going to see like a bud? Am I going to see ground flour? Or what does it actually physically look like? You're going to see chopped flour. So it looks like ground flour, but it's different. And okay. the reason is, is that just how we handle it. Okay, we're not just grinding it and selling it to you. Okay. okay. In other words, if you, if you look at how we make our stuff, okay, it's not like we grind a bunch of shake and stir it in a bowl and put it in jars or okay. okay. What we do is we do our sauce infusion process. Our sauce infusion process makes sure that everything that was lost in, in preparing the flour is restored. And so when you open it, what you'll get immediately is you'll get a very, very distinct and intense aroma because we've kept what's in the plant in the jar, okay? So, and then when you put it in your vaporizer, there's a really interesting thing. You're gonna get very, very intense floral taste, okay? That's the terpene entourage being vaped yeah. off. Yeah. Cannabinoids themselves, they have no taste when they're vaped. So a lot of people who vape don't vape long enough because what they end up doing is they end up leaving a lot of the cannabinoids 
in the in the vaporizer. Oh, during that session. Because they don't realize that vaping essentially is smoking in extreme slow motion. Right. Well, I'm and former so, asthmatic, and that's why I don't I don't smoke because it's not comfortable for me. And right. I, but I still find I, I like that process, right? I mean So so great. And I, I have yeah. I've mild asthma too. So the, the thing is is that how I've got so I use a Storz and Bickle Mighty, okay? It's okay. Like my favorite yeah. vaporizer in the world. And the reason is it's got, you can adjust the temperature on Temperature, it. exactly. So important. Okay, so I set it to 392. Um, and what that gives me is that gives me all the terps and all the cat cannabinoids below THCV, which vapes at a much higher temperature. Um, and so what I get is I'll get all those terpenes all right, and they're actually psychoactive. I mean, you really, you'll actually feel them. And, um, and then I get the cannabinoids. And by doing that, I can get the whole entourage of the plant. And I find with the perfect products, you really use a small amount. I mean, you'll use less when you smoke, but when you vape, you can use a lot less because there's just a lot more to vape. Well, and that was, that was actually one of my questions is that, you know, a lot of times people, it seems to me at least get caught up in the THC percentage number, like, oh, if it's below 22% THC, I'm not interested. But with your products, it seems like we're really talking about the entire ingredient here where, of course, the percentage of THC plays a role, but all these other things going on. So I think I'm hearing you correctly when you say a little goes a long way, right? Right. And here's the thing is, is that um, I used to work with Raphael Mishulam, the guy who covered oh, sure. THC. And um, Rafi has this thing where he says, he talks about the stinginess of the plant, meaning that the plant can only produce so much of anything. And how you steer the plant means you're going to get more of one thing, but you're going to get less of others because it's, it's a system. So what happens is, is when you select cannabis varieties, for their THC content, mm -hmm. their terpene content will go down. And the thing that's fascinating is these days, often I look for lower THC plants that produce much higher amounts of terpenes. And because I can always adjust my cannabinoid content with the THCA I get from the extracted part. Mm -hmm. So you'll find our products are not only high THC, they're high terpene you don't lose anything. We give you the whole, we give you everything we can give you. I love that. And, and so uh, for the at-home user, so if I buy a jar or I know you have pre-rolls as well, do I need to store those in my refrigerator at home? Yeah, I do. I mean, I, that's what I Okay. Do. So actually, I store mine in my freezer. Really? I just take out, I just take out what I need. But for, for the average person, um, refrigerator's great. And um, it'll keep them in really good shape for a really long time. And uh, the cannabinoids won't change, but what, but what changes over time is you just start to lose terpene content. And while we fix the terpene content on our product, um, it's still temperature sensitive. You're not going to keep it in the glove box of your car. Right, right, right. Um, so pardon the pun, but it seems like this is perfect for uh, medicinal cannabis. I'm curious. I mean, you, you mentioned um, uh, Raphael. Have you worked with other medical professionals, either internationally or here in the United States, in developing yeah, sure, your product? Sure. So I'm on the scientific and medical advisory board um, of Maui Grown Therapies in Hawaii. And okay. And chief science officer is Dr. Andrew Weil. Okay. And Andy, Andy Weil basically invented integrated yeah. medicine. Yeah. 
and uh, did a lot of the early psychedelic research um, at yeah. Harvard. And, um, uh, and then I worked with Ethan, Ethan Russo um, at Phytex. Ethan uh, basically discovered oh. the whole idea of terpenes on cannabis as, as being an important factor in their pharmacology. Right. And um, worked with Ethan for a few years. And um, I worked with Mark Lewis, who's a, a PhD chemist. Um, and we bred cannabis together uh, for a while. Wow. And so, yeah, I've worked with a lot of scientists and been very blessed. Working at Phytex with Mishulam and Russo mm -hmm. and Tomasz Biro and Jörg Gersh and these guys who are really big in both natural products chemistry and endocannabinoid function, mm -hmm. um, I learned a lot. And so and I'm trying to bring that. What I'm bringing to it is the humility of working with people who have much sturdier scientific backgrounds than my own, but I like that. I mean, to yeah. me, you know, I'm not going to learn how to fly a plane unless I hang out with really good <laughs> pilots. <laughs> right. So that's, that's right. the way I look at it. I mean, right. Yeah. Uh, so we're recording this interview in May of 2020, and I'm just curious how um, COVID-19 has affected your operations. I mean, you're a young company. I know it's impacting everyone in different ways, but how has it affected um, Perfect? Well, I mean, it's really a pain not to be able to go to the office. Um, that's for one thing. Um, uh, and have yeah, to I'm in my home studio here, as you can yeah. see. Exactly, as you can see. Um, and it's not even a studio. Um, <laughs> Neither you know, is mine. You know, I, I can always put a I can always put a Zoom background in front of me so I can be in. Here. Yes. But. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, it's been really a challenge. I mean, it's a really challenging environment to like, you know, raise money as a new company. It's really challenging to be able to manufacture as a new company. Um, and what we've done is we've gotten partners who who have maintained manufacturing facilities through this nutsiness. And um, unfortunately, you know, we, we're small, so we don't have to make an enormous amount of product right now. We just have to take care of it when we make it. And so, um, we're getting through it. I mean, what's great is we're getting through it and, and, um, but it's really, it is definitely a challenge, but I mean, it's super easy to be enthusiastic about it because I really love our products. I mean, they're just solid. Our feed, the feedback we're getting is great. So. Well, and that was going to be my next question is, um, what do you enjoy most about being the chief product officer at Perfect? Wow, a lot of things. I mean, uh, I work with really, really experienced marketing people, so that's really handled. They have really good taste in design, so our products look good and packaging looks great, and, mm -hmm. and everything's really, really clearly explained. And um, that's the best part for me. And then also the best part is I can walk into the best cultivators in California and say, hey, I want the best stuff you have, and here's right. the specs. This is, I, you know, I don't, I don't guess about what I'm going to get. I look at the test results and then I know what I have. And that consistency and that insistence on quality is really helping our products, obviously. So, so where can people find you online and learn more information about um, Perfect products? Per perfect. So perfect-blends.com. Um, and then um, you can find us on uh, Instagram and Facebook, uh, hashtag blends by perfect and, um, go to our website. You can find out how to order our products and who's going to be carrying our products and how to get a nice fresh batch of our products. 
And um, yeah, we're really excited. We're, you know, we're really small right now and we have yep. very, very few jars and pre-rolls to sell because we're, we're not going to compromise on its quality first. And so when we've got it, get it because it's going to go fast and it is going fast. So, um, but work, work as we come out of the pandemic, our mm -hmm. manufacturing will get, it's never going to get huge, but it's going to get larger. And um, until we can figure out how to make it huge and then we'll make it huge. Right. But for now, I'd rather keep it so that we always meet our specs and that we always have great product. Well, again, that gets back to the whole notion of consistency, right? And so to be able to scale that consistency, um, I would think needs to be done very carefully. And, and, and we put, it's, our, it's our principal focus and, and we haven't had to compromise, which is really great. So um, um, yeah, I mean, if you, if you walk in and you see something sitting in a refrigerator um, with the name perfect on it, you know, it's been well treated because yeah. we don't do it any other way. So. And that's, that's awesome. And that's why I, I am actually very excited about the product and full disclosure. Yes, I've tried it. Um, and I was pretty knocked out by it in a good way. Um, so Michael, thank you so much for, for taking time today. I really appreciate it. And uh, I wish you and, and perfect, um, the best of luck. Cause I think it's an amazing product. And again, <clears throat> when consumers are looking for that consistency, especially on the medicinal side, I just think that's really important. Yeah, and also, but you know, what's really funny is we have consistency on the medicinal side, but for the first time we have consistency on the fun side. <laughs> and so what's really great is, I mean, I like, I like products that have medicinal content that improve other aspects of my life. And that's, that's perfect. That's what we do. That's a winning combination, sir. Definitely. <laughs> well, Michael, again, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. This has been fun and I, I really enjoyed learning more about it. Great. Thank you for having me on.